Blog Talk Radio. Black Hole Radio presents Disaster Awareness for Community Preparedness. With your hosts, Rudolph Muhammad and Yusuf Muhammad. There's a train of coming. You don't need no baggage. You just get on board. All you need is faith to hear the Jesus coming. Don't need no tickets. You just thank the Lord. Train to Jordan Picking up passengers Coast to coast Faith is the key Over the doors and bottom Blessings, peace, and blessings in the name of the Most High God, the Beneficent, the Merciful. It's my honor to greet all of you, our listening audience, with the greeting words of peace. We say it in the language of our ancestors. Assalamu alaikum. Praise be to Allah, the Lord of the worlds. For those who don't know that greeting. Thank you, Brother Rudolph. That greeting simply means peace be unto you. And, uh, you know, as we're taught, it's actually offering, offering a prayer to those who understand the language. And the return, as you heard Brother Rudolph say, is basically in English translated as to unto you be peace. And he's also returning the prayer back to the one who initiated The peace be unto you. And we both offer that to you, our listening audience. Peace and blessings be unto you. We thank you for tuning in to another weekly edition of Disaster Awareness for Community Preparedness, a weekly program that comes to those who tune in via 
the cybernetic revolution, if you will, at www.blogtalkradio forward slash black hole radio, hole spelt W-H-O-L-E forward slash D-A-C-P. We thank all of you, our listeners, for the honor of your ear and the privilege of your presence. To our consistent and constant listeners, welcome, welcome, welcome. To our first-time listeners, welcome, welcome, welcome to Disaster Awareness for Community Preparedness, where we ask you individually to take the initiative to invest, to get involved, to partner with those of like minds, to your babies, to your children. Once you invest and you get involved, and you'll be surprised that whether you're searching out people of like minds to create or bring partners around you, because he wants us, as the gospel singer Hezekiah Walker would say, he needs you to survive. And that's what we say here every week. We need you to survive. So welcome, welcome, welcome. Call your friend, call your neighbors, call your family members, whether nuclear, extended, or blended. Call your database, call your family members, and let them know that they can tune in every Friday from 4 o'clock to 6 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I'm your co-host, Brother Yusuf Muhammad, along with our more than capable co-host, Brother Rudolph T. Muhammad, who will also welcome you and carry us further into the program, or as the hip-hop artists used to say back in the day, which shout out to all the hip-hop artists that have been down for the past 50 years. But what I'm saying is let us proceed to give you what you need. Thank you, Brother Rudolph. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. As-salamu alaykum. Peace. Hotel. Wa alaykum salam, sir. What's up? Bonsoir. Bonjour. Now, these are just some of the greetings used by our family all over the planet. And we haven't seen one that makes you feel warm and fuzzy and makes you feel like you're home, then you contact us here at Black Hole Radio and tell us, say, yo, I want you to greet me in my car, and you teach it to us, and we'll use it. Why? Because we want you to know you're at home. This is your house. We are your co-hosts. means we are facilitating. But make no mistake about it, this show is about you. It's about you and your family. It's about enlightening, informing, and educating you on best practices and, uh, you know, the best things that you can do to help safeguard yourself, your family, your community, and your nation. We give all things in the name of the Most High God, the one true and living God, the Alpha, the Omega, the first and the last. That one, that great I am that I am, the one with no name, that's still responsible for your and my existence. That one that put all of this stuff here before we were even an inkling in our parents' mind. He made sure that we came into a world functional, 
and that had everything that we would need for our survival in it. As any great father would do, he prepared a world for us to here for us once we got here. That's what a father does. A father furthers the child, furthers That's them right. intellectually, furthers them spiritually, furthers them economically, furthers them educationally, furthers them culturally, furthers them with civilization. His whole job is to make sure that that seed that came from him lives a better life than he did, does not have to start from ground zero like he did, gives them a platform to start off and elevates them, praises them, and guides them to the best life that they can have. Not the whole children. They are prodigal children who, when they get to a certain level of understanding in their life, think that they have arrived and think that they know what they think that they know, and they strike out on their own. And even when that happens, a good father doesn't wish any ill manner, ill luck, or harm on his child. He prays that that child can make it back home. He prays that the errors that that child makes are not causing life. He prays that his child learns the lessons that life's university dishes out. And then when he comes home, even the other children don't realize it. Like when you read about the, the parable of the prodigal son, Brother Yusuf, in the Bible, when mm-hmm. the father saw he yelled to the other, he said, go get the fatty calf, get the robe, get the slippers. And the brothers, I'm quite sure that this is not their language, but this is the language that we use now. And yo, what up with that, Dad? Man, that dude, he was gone, man. He dipped on us. What were we doing all of this for him for? But they didn't understand that the father's prayers were answered, that the child made it back home safely. And so he wanted to lord over the child to let the child know that he was loved and that he came back into an environment of love because he knows that the world had already did the boom bang on him. The world had mm-hmm. already gave him the two-piece and the biscuit. And so mm-hmm. when he dragged his butt back there, he knew there was nothing else that he had to say. The mere fact that his tail was so far between his legs when he came back, he knew he was already humbled. So he wanted to love on him in order to get him back to where he should be, should have never left. But that's the way life is, Brother Yusuf. You know, when we go to Street Academy or the University of the Neighborhood, know what happened. As my son, you know, life be laughing. Think about a minute. I was about to use the English language, but I had to think about what he said. Life be laughing. Yes, yeah, life mm-hmm. takes on a uh, life. 
Life is doing what my wife said, you want to make the God laugh, tell him your plans for your life. That's right. Because he has plans for our life already, but we don't know what So all of this is just to say, family, we're glad that you're here this week. We're glad that the God spared your and my life enough that we could meet this Friday from 4 p.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time so we could talk about best practices for the family because for sure it's not coming here. It has arrived. It's coming down your block right now. There's a flood of immaculate proportion headed straight for your door. What you going to mm. do? There are, there's not just on the horizon. There's war in the neighborhood. War on your block. There's war on your job. There's war in our household. How do we handle it? Feelings and controversy, Brother Yusuf. How do we handle it? Go ahead. How do we build the will that we can become the saviors of our people in the midst of the storm? How is it that the members of the Nation of Islam, just like the regular members of society, we went through COVID just like everybody else. We had some losses mm-hmm. in the family. You know, we mm-hmm. suffered a little thing. We were decimated. We were not destroyed. We were not, we didn't go through an upheaval. We suffered the same thing that our people suffered. But amongst us today, we were able to as the three Hebrew boys were thrown into the lion's den, into the, the, the furnace. But the flames soon, well, we walk through a furnace every day being back in, the, in America. We're in the lion's den. There are people who stick us in the back soon as we get. Brother Rudolph, I don't know where you are, beloved, but your transition is breaking up on and off. So, okay, you know, I mean, so again, still breaking up. Well, we'll work out the technology, brothers and sisters. Um, it's okay when we talk about overcoming difficulty. We also talk about building our will. That the love, brother Rudolph, just talked about will. Uh, supersede whatever uh, difficulty might come our way. You know, we believe that everything of value has a difficulty factor attached to it, as we're taught by the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. So Brother Rudolph will fix that, you know, little little hurdle. We believe here in turning adversity into advantage, turning trials into triumph turning obstacles into opportunities here at Disaster Awareness for Community Preparedness. Again, we're at 416 
p.m. right now, Eastern Standard Time. We welcome all of you to our weekly program. For those who may be new to the program, we talk about everything from viruses to vaccines, from fire safety education to health and fitness, from community investment to community involvement to community partnership for community risk reduction. As Brother Rudolph talked in his welcoming and opening, this is a program that a foundation that's based on love, our love for our creator, no matter what you call him, for giving us grace and mercy that he would wake us up this morning and start us along our way. You know, that's undeserved. We're grateful for that. That's the love of the creator. And then for us to wake up and kind of see that our phalanges, our fingers and toes are moving, and we can see them and we can hear whatever it is we're permitted to hear, and we have the will to get up and clean up and then put our mug on the rug, you know, every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess. And then when we stand up, we, we, we strive to do what we've been blessed to do based on our exposure, based on our education, based on our desire to be a better student, a better servant, a better soldier, and a better savior with a little s. Here at Disaster Awareness for Community Preparedness, again, we welcome you with open arms, and we hope that you call in by dialing um, 563-999-3089 if you don't have it on your feed dial. But, you know, punch in and let us know what's going on in your world. Because all of us, if we tune into our perception of reality, all of us have some kind of disaster going on wherever we are, whether it's outside of us or inside of us right or wrong. Again, as Brother Rudolph works out his technology, we say technology is great. It's just not an exact science. But it's, it's, it's heavy that, you know, sometimes people say, I don't believe that. You got to show me. Well, who shows you Wi-Fi? Can you see it? But you know it exists, right? Because every time you turn on your phone and you make a connection via a phone call, via Internet, via a text, you don't see Wi-Fi, but it, the manifestation of it proves that it exists. We're in October. I believe today is what? October, what's today's date? Somebody help me out. Is it the 20th? Of course it is. I just wanted to see if you were listening, Right? So time is moving as it's moving. Some people would say, based on their perception of reality, man, time is moving faster today than it's ever moved before. That's because of technology. That's because of artificial intelligence. That's because of too many of us have been tricked, hoodwinked, and bamboozled, run amok. Everybody gets the same amount of time per day, 24 hours a day, technically 23 hours 
56 minutes and 46 seconds a day. Yeah, I know. You look it up. That's supreme wisdom. And then what are we doing with our time? Are we loving? Love is based on duty. What are we doing with our time? Song used to say, no romance without finance. You know, when you, you know, were were dating or trying to get the attention of that significant other, you did all that you could to use your time wisely to get that significant other to pay attention to what you're doing. So when we get down with disaster awareness for community preparedness, we want you, number one, to be informed. We want you, number two, to make a plan. In this uh, country's military, they have a slogan which they call the six P's, proper prior planning prevents poor performance. And so when it comes to disaster awareness for community preparedness, we say on this show time and time again, you may have noticed Brother Rudolph, for the first-time listeners or our new listeners, he referred to Scripture, the Bible, specifically today. But you know there's a prophet that's both in the Bible and the Holy Quran named Noah, N-O-A-H. And you know him as the one who spent hundreds of years building an ark, warning the people of what was about to come following God's instructions. So we ask the question, when did Noah build the ark? I'll wait. Enough said, time is money. The answer is before the flood came. So this program, for those who may be tuning in, it might not be in terms of the language as sexy as you would like it to be. But again, we use, you know, we say Solomon says there's nothing new under the sun, so we'll go into scripture, we'll go into lyrics of the different genres of music. What comes to my mind, family, is black sheep. You can get with this or you can get with that. You can get with this or you can get with that. You can get with this or you can get with that. I'm getting with this disaster awareness for community preparedness because this is where it's at. I'm telling you, when that flood comes, and it, it, it may already be, in your home, you just not acknowledging it, you know. Again, I got a little background in gospel music. I'm just going to share this quick one that says, way back in the Bible days, Noah told the people that it's going to rain. But what he told them, they paid him no mind, so when he left, they got left behind. It's going to rain, it's going to rain. You better get ready and bear this in mind. God showed Noah the rainbow sign, it won't be water but fire next time. So here we are in the midst of fire all around us, fire all within us. Fire can be good if it purifies, but it can be deadly if it takes on another characteristic. So 
Do you have fire extinguishers in your home? Let's make it personal. Do you know how to use a fire extinguisher? Why would you have it and not know how to use it? For those who don't know, remember the word PASS as an acronym. P-A-S-S, PASS. The P standing for pull the pin. The A standing for aiming at the fire. You want to get to the base of the fire. You want to smother it. The second, excuse me, the first S stands for squeeze the handle. If you don't squeeze the handle, you can't activate the extinguishing agent. And the second S stands for sweep. Sweep what comes out, dry chemical, comes out of your fire extinguisher for the most part. Aim at the base of the fire. Do what you have to do to get the fire out as best you can. But if you can't, a couple of preconditions you need to think about even before you activate the fire extinguisher. So, In getting informed, first I said, do you have one? Second, I said, do you know how to use it? And these are the preconditions after burning in your brain that acronym PASS, P-A-S-S, pull the pin, aim, squeeze the handle, sweep the fire. The preconditions are this. Always recognize the room that you're in. Does it have one door or two? Where are they located? Does it have windows? Where are they located? Is there a phone close by? If not a landline, your own cell phone. Important that someone calls 911. If you have the time and the circumstance permits you to yell out to someone who may be close by, call 911, and then you can go ahead and activate that fire extinguisher. I hope it makes sense. I hope I'm painting a picture and an illustration that you can understand. Now, when you talk about fire prevention and fire control, What about a smoke detector? You have those in your home. Do they work? How often do you check the batteries? How often do you change the batteries? So these are just two, in our opinion, great investments to have. I mean, just short of teaching your children the knowledge of self, the knowledge of God, and the knowledge of the enemy of God, a fire extinguisher and a fire or smoke detector, great investments. And then you might even want to consider, if you don't have it already, a carbon monoxide detector. A carbon monoxide is like a silent killer. Very difficult, if at all, to smell. 
But if you have a detector, it will at least alert you and give you time to remove yourself from the hazardous condition, make the necessary phone call, 911, and then get your family out of the home, out of the uh, atmosphere of what may be considered hazardous. In the fire service, there's another acronym, EDIF. Like that woman on on what was that 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 sitcom that came out in the seventies and they used to come the husband and wife Archie Bunker I remember was a husband. Anyway, Edith was the wife. E D I T H. E standing for exit. Uh, exit drills. D stands for drills. The I stands for N, I, N. The T, pardon me, stands for the, and the H stands for home. Exit drills in the home, the Edith mindset. Teach your babies. I don't care. Don't, don't, don't play their ability to retain information lightly. Teach them what to do when they might be the only ones that can call 911. Call it. Teach them what to say. Teach them to stay on the phone as they are talking to the dispatcher about what's going on. It could be you that's terminally ill, very sick. You can't get to the phone. You might not be able to speak. You might be unconscious, but your baby, teach them. That should something happen when they call 911. This is what you should do. If they can't retain where they live or a phone number, write it down. Put it on your refrigerator or put it somewhere where anyone in your family can go to it as a means of a directory to call the operator 911. Does that make sense? I think it does. You know, my father used to say, the life that you save may be your own. And my mother used to say, to teach is to touch a life forever. And that's all we're trying to do here, disaster awareness for community preparedness. Tell you about that time moving so fast. The month of September was considered, or is it October, fire safety month. But the fire department comes to your children's school, if it's a public school, for the most part, and teach them, stop, drop, no, shop. No, that's DMX. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I, I kind of, you know, every now and then I, I forget the audience I'm talking to. But they teach your children to stop, drop, and roll if they catch you on fire, right? So it's a lot going on in the month of October. We just wanted to give you a little safety, uh, fire safety education on the front end. We're just in the first half hour of this week's program of Disaster Awareness for Community Preparedness. Again, we thank you. We thank you. Thank you for tuning in. Brother Rudolph, I don't know if you're back, brother, but that was my little PSA on that. And uh, if you, have, if you, you know, the floor is yours, brother. If you can come back, if not, you know, I'll feel the 
fill the space. Brother Rudolph? Yeah, apparently, Brother Rudolph's still having that that little difficulty. But um, when we talk about fire or any disaster, you know, what comes to mind is the quote by Maya Angelou, you might not be able to be prepared for everything, but at least you can uh, reduce the opportunity of certain disasters that happen to you. But, you know, uh, it's just the nature of the profession. I personally had a brother-in-law who died in the line of duty back in 1993, February 24, 1993, which actually was uh, the same week of the first bombing of the World Trade Center in New York City. Shout out to my brother-in-law, firefighter Warren Ogburn. May Allah God be pleased with him forever, who died in the line of duty. But uh, we just recently had a firefighter die in the line of duty yesterday in the city of Baltimore. So, uh, of course, we regret the passing of our dear brother from Baltimore City Fire Department, uh, Brother Firefighter Rodney Pitts III, was killed in the line of duty uh, yesterday afternoon. He had only been in the fire service for one year. The fire was at a uh, housing complex. The department declared a two-alarm fire as more units respond to the scene. Uh, Four other firefighters were injured with burns of varying degrees. Some are recovering uh, at the shock trauma, others at John Hopkins Bayview. At least three of the injured firefighters are in serious condition, according to the officials. So let's keep them in our prayers. Yes, yes, indeed, indeed. That's firefighter Rodney Pitts whose last alarm was yesterday, October 19th, 2023. Uh, Brother Rudolph? Yes, yes, sir, Brother Yusuf. Thank you, Brother Yusuf. God, my God. Mm-hmm. Yes, the shock of the hour is upon us, family. It is. It's a shock of the hour. No one knows the day, the hour, nor the minute when death, is going to claim one of us. Right. And so it's incumbent on us to live life to the fullest. In the church, Brother Yusuf, you know, they, they don't realize, Brother Yusuf, they don't realize some of us grew up in the church, you know. You know, they, right. they, they, right. they, they think because we Muslims now that we have something against the church, against Christians, against Christianity. Oh, <clears throat> they not couldn't at be far, all. as far from the truth as East is from West. They don't mm. know that that's our family and we love our family. That's it's right. just another mansion. It's another room in God's mansion. That's all it is. That's all it is. You know, that's it. But in my it, father's it, house, the there church. are many mansions, many rooms. <laughs> oh, that, oh, yeah. There you go. That's what the scripture says. See, that's why he is the pastor. Of disaster. See, I'm just an usher in, in, in the church. I'm opening the door and I'm going to seat you where you need to be seated. Choose That's your right. seat and sit down and listen. 
to what thus saith the Lord, coming from our brother. Yes, yes. But they used to sing a song. It says, while the blood is running warm in your veins. And then it goes on to tell you the things that you need to do. You you, you need to stop, okay, and, and, and think about it, and try to serve your Lord while the blood is running warm in your veins. Why? Says, uh, uh, you know, I believe I'll testify while I have a chance because I may not have mm-hmm. a chance anymore. See, our ancestors, grandparents, great-grandparents, big mama, big mama them, you know, mm-hmm. they, they had it, man. They, they was right on point with all of the things, the little sayings they used to tell us, but we were too ignorant, not ignorant, ignorant. We wasn't even smart enough to be ignorant. We just ignorant. But they used to tell us, give us jewels of wisdom if we were listening to what they said. Baby, don't put all your eggs in one basket. Like, what mm-hmm. the hell is she talking about eggs in the basket? I asked her if I could go down to the park. Said, baby. It's a poor rat that only got one hole. We don't even like rats. What the hell is you talking about rats and, and holes and stuff? But there was deeper meanings <laughs> behind what they were saying. That's Always right. have a backup plan. And a backup right. plan for the backup plan. Because you never know when you're going to have to use it. That's and right. that goes right along. Right along with what we are teaching here on disaster awareness for community preparedness, to make a plan, write it down, rehearse your plan, and periodically revisit the plan and tweak it where you need to tweak it. But then you also have to tell somebody what your plan is. Especially if you live in a home with other people, it's 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 not good enough that you know the plan. Does everybody in the household know the plan? Know that if this should happen, then we're going to be such and such and so and so place. Why is it that you're the only one that know that? So when disaster strikes, now the family is in chaos cool as a cucumber because you're the only one that knows the plan. No, sir. That's, That's not right. disaster preparedness. That's somebody trying to cash in on insurance policies, Brother Yusuf. That's what that is. <laughs> yes, sir. That's, Imagine that's a that. wealth get rich quick scheme. Quick. <laughs> uh-huh. Now, uh, family, we, we make a... We, crack a lot of a few jokes here and there, but we do that because the heaviness of this subject that we're trying to teach to you is of such proportion that it can really wear you down and wear you out. And it can even get to the point where you can just completely shut down and just tune everything out because you feel that, well, man, Brother Rudolph, it, 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 every, every other word out your mouth, every other phrase is, you're going to die. Well, if we all going to die, then what the hell, man? What's the sense in even doing anything? 
Well, the thing is that you were allowed to come to birth. And so because you were allowed to come to birth, the creator, your creator, your father, my father, the grand architect of the universe saw fit for us to come through the triple darkness of our mother's womb. He saw fit to let us uh, grow and develop and mature one sperm cell that fertilized that one egg in the midst of those billions of sperm cells that were emitted. So it was already known that we would be the one to come to birth. In the scripture, that, Brother Yusuf, now you know I, I, I don't try to quote scripture because, you know, I'm not like that. I, I don't do that. But don't it say somewhere in the scripture that it says, I knew you before you were in the womb of your mother or something like that? Yes, sir. Yeah, I know I heard that mm-hmm. once or twice, you know, while I was sitting there in uh, in, in, in service, you know. You know, my mother, like Brother Yusuf, was a, was a Sunday school teacher. Mm-hmm. And so... And so there was no miss, just like there was no missing Monday through Friday school, there certainly wasn't no missing Sunday school. And then in the summertime, you had vacation Bible school that you had to go to. And now, now right. think of that name, vacation Bible school. When Who in the heck ever thought of putting the word vacation in the same sentence with Bible school, with school period. But, yeah, that's what they called it, vacation Bible school. That's right. Uh-huh. <laughs> and every summer for that week, we were in vacation Bible school. And it, this wasn't optional, family. You know, it's not like the generation today that's growing up with all of these senses of entitlement and, and, and all of the um, niceties and abilities to verbalize their feelings and, and, and will even ask how they feel about things. We didn't grow up in that era. We grew up in the era of children should be seen and not heard. That's right. When I want your opinion, I'll give it to you. And, boy, you better, get your, you better go on and do what I said to do before I slap the block off you. You know, those are the errors that, 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 that we came up in. We came up through the allergies, stickology, broomology, shoeology. And either one of them <laughs> Disaster allergies, awareness for community preparedness. <laughs> either That's one it, of them so... allergies taught you a lesson. It either taught you how to duck, how to absorb pain and move through it, <laughs> or it taught you what not to say or how to fix your face. <laughs> so it was always a lesson being taught. <laughs> but anyway, Brother Yusuf, yeah. Anyway, you are, no, you hit on some great topics and some great points, given that fire safety education, this being Fire Safety Month. You know, that's it, big brother. People, mm-hmm. people you know, people, you got to understand that, uh, you know, Brother Yusuf spent, I would say, half 
of his adult life in the fire service actively as an as a firefighter, but he was a fire he retired as an officer, meaning he was responsible for the movement of other men. He had the That's responsibility right. of the safety of other men on his head 24-7. He made the wrong call. Somebody ain't, somebody's husband ain't coming home. Some children's father is not coming home. That's the reality of the situation of what Brother Yusuf had to uh, do and had to grow up uh, uh, within the fire service. Because the fire service, unlike other jobs, it depends on family. Some people will call it a team effort. No, it's more than team. The fire service is a family. What are you, what, what are you saying, brother? What do you mean? I, what I mean is that if you grew up in the fire service, you spent more time with those firefighters just about than you did with your blood family. Then 24s, right. you sleeping with other men, you learn a lot about a man when you eating and sleeping with that man. You learn about a, 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 another man. You learn what moves him. You learn about his, his idiosyncrasies. You learn about his habits, his norms. You learn about his fears. And when mm-hmm. you have to put your life in another man's hands in order to get a job done, it creates a bond that supersedes anything that you, that, that you can think of. It teaches a lot. It, it, it dispels rumors, uh, prejudices, and, and, and things of that nature. All of that goes out the window when you are living with another person. And so it brings about a different reality. So when you were talking about, you know, fire safety education, I was listening to it, and, man, I, it, it made me think. Because, yes, although mm-hmm. I, I, I retired from the New York City Fire Department, I predominantly spent my time in the Bureau of EMS. Now, I was a firefighter in the United States Navy on board my ship, and that's why I first went to firefighter school in the Philadelphia Naval Shipyard. But the predominance of my professional education and, and life was on the EMS side. So, you know, I can tell you that, yeah, you know, in order for there to be combustion, there has to be a fuel, there has to be oxygen, and there has to be heat. And if you can successfully remove any one of those three, you cannot have combustion. See, I can tell you that. But to go into go it like Brother Yusuf went into it, and to break that thing down into the nano parts, see that that's his profession. That that's what he does. You know, he can tell you what type of fire extinguisher you need to extinguish what type of fire. He can look at the color of the flame and tell you what kind of fire it is 
just by the color of the flame, by the smoke that it's emitting. Those are the technical um, sides of the fire service that they learn in order to do the job that they do. And that's why they are America's heroes, because they're running into a situation that even roaches are running out of. I know y'all may think that that's funny, but if you've ever been in a tenement fire, if you look down long enough, you'll see roaches and mice running out of that building because everybody's trying to get away from that heat and get to safety. But then you see those heroes, those supermen in those costumes running into the fire, braving those flames. And the one thing's for certain, one thing for certain, and two things are for sure, brother Yusuf. Well, I tell everybody, I don't care what color your skin was going in that fire, coming out, we all look the same. <laughs> Word is bond. That's right. <laughs> Until you get to that shower, we all look the same. Yes, sir. So, so again, fire safety month. Just understand what we're trying to tell you, family. Make sure that you have fire extinguishers in your home and make sure that you and everybody in your home knows how to use the fire extinguisher, knows when to use the fire extinguisher, knows why to use the fire extinguisher, and make sure that you have carbon monoxide meters in your home so that you can save your life and the life of those whom you say that you love. You can saying I love you is one thing. Proving that I love you is something. Those of you that's married, you know what I'm talking about. You can tell your wife, and although your wife likes to hear you say, baby, I love you, she wants to feel it. She wants to experience it. She wants to witness the love. Make sure that the mortgage is paying on time so she's not living in the street. Make sure that the insurance is paid so if she needs to take the children to the doctor, she can do it. Make sure that there's groceries in the house because, you know, it, when you're young, yeah, you can, uh, you, you can act off that premise, oh, we love each other and we'll live on love. But, you know, what, what they say, Brother Yusuf, uh, romance without finance is a nuisance. Yes, sir. You know, so, yes, love is a verb. Let's go on back to school now. A verb. A verb is an action word. Remember Schoolhouse Rock? I get my thing in action. Verb, verb. You know, uh, I know some of y'all acting like y'all don't remember Schoolhouse Rock. Y'all wasn't watching it Saturday morning while you was eating your bowl of cereal. Uh, and, and fighting over who was going to get the prize out the box of cereal, and your entertainment while you was eating was reading the box, because that's, that was the entertainment of the day back then? That's right. Oh, Brother Yusuf, they trying to act like they don't know what we're talking about, Brother Yusuf. Well, maybe they don't. Maybe we are the old fogies on this line, Brother Yusuf. Maybe we are talking to the uh, generation that don't know nothing about that. I don't know. Well, I know we look forward to it. If anybody would call in and let us know who we're talking to, 
you know, until then, it's like Brother Rudolph and I are the junction. We want to know what's your function. You see what I'm saying? And so the junction, uh, junction, when you talk about what's your function. <laughs> yeah, I knew you would recognize that. And in terms of, you know, love, love on another level, you know, I think it was Janet Jackson that said, what have you done for me lately? Yeah, that's what, you know, your family's going to want to know. Right. There you go. Look at that. I got the old background singing. Brother Rudolph, something else. Well, I'm telling you. I'm telling you. So, brothers and sisters, oh, as man. we close out this second half hour of this week's program of Disaster Awareness for Community Preparedness, you know, we believe that a reminder is a benefit for those who believe. We also believe that repetition is the mother of learning. So when we talk about this month uh, focusing on fire safety education. Uh, that's why you heard Brother Rudolph say, after I said, and I'm saying it one more time, have a fire extinguisher in your home and know how to use it. That's right. Have a smoke detector in your home, a carbon monoxide detector in your home. Know when to change the batteries know when to test yes, it sir. and teach all of the fire safety education to your baby uh, going to be critically important. Oh, I think somebody on the line. Somebody yes, sir. Well, welcome, welcome, welcome to Disaster Awareness for Community Preparedness. How may we help you? Could you please state your name and the floor is yours. Yes, sir. My name is uh, Brother Malik out of Detroit, my house number one. <clears throat> I was listening. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was brother listening. Yeah, what's going on, brother? All right, brother. Yes, sir. Salam alaikum, God. Wa alaikum salam. That's a soldier salam, right there, sir. brother Yusuf. That's one of the soldiers. That's what we're talking about. Yes, sir. I hear Sade's music right there. That's a soldier of love right there. Yes, Go sir. ahead. Yes, Welcome, sir. Brother Malik. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Uh, I was listening intently to your brothers. I love everything you said. Like, I agree. Uh, the man, the woman, and the child should be educated on uh, fire extinguishers, fire safe, safety, readiness, and preparedness. And also, y'all spoke about uh, marriage and love. And I agree with that 100%, as the Honorable Elijah Muhammad teaches us, that the woman is the tree and the man is the fruit, and she gives us nourishment and life to grow. And I wanted to go here with it. When a woman gives us nourishment and life to grow, then that gives us energy. It, it doesn't become work after that because the true love is there once we connect it. So it, it makes it very easy for a man to get up every morning, bring flowers home, Go work, run a business. It's not he's not looking at her as a sugar baby. He's looking at her yeah. as a queen, a goddess, a god. His his Thank love and his life. Because she gives him nourishment and life to grow. I think it goes both ways. Like in order for a man right. to have that energy, you know, he gotta connect with a queen that he's truly deeply in love with and I know it takes time to build, but we all men here, we know when we connect with that one sister when that, that flame is ignited, when you talked about those elements that you needed to have com, uh, combustion, <laughs> really yes, to clear. 
Yeah, it it, yeah. it creates a real bond from a lot from God, man, and that, that man to go out and do anything to make it happen. And it's fun. He don't really even, from my perspective, we don't even think about it. Like, I gotta do this. It's just fun. It, it's natural. It becomes spontaneous. You know what I'm saying? Right. So when we come in, man, the bills paid. It ain't nothing because it's real. It's connect. It's a it's a connection from a lot, and also. As the man, he allow a lot of work to him uh, to do what? Go back to what y'all said. Educate the household on how to be safe, man. Right. All the way around the board, you know. So that's what I got from it, Ike. Yes, sir. Oh, thank you, Brother Malik. Yes, sir. Yes. You know, yes, see, Brother Malik knows. That's a man that knows. See, only a married brother understands when you see that look on your wife's face that smile, that twinkle in her eye, that little dimple pop out because of there, you've been blessed to provide. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Um, that you've been blessed to provide for her, and it brings comfort to her. It brings joy to her. So when you see it, man, you just want to go out there and do more. Yes, The smile from your wife can melt the, uh, 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 a stone mountain. That's yeah. just the way God created them. Brother Yusuf? Yes, sir. No, thank you, Brother Malik, for, for bringing that observation, that concentration, and submission to what it is Allah has blessed you to, to know, to experience, that he revealed to you through us sharing what we've shared thus far, brother. And may Allah continue to bless you, brother. I agree with you and Brother Rudolph 100% on that, uh, you know, uh, just natural beauty one to another when man is married to woman. And so I can relate uh, when Brother Rudolph talked about the fire profession being a family. My first thought went to my nuclear family where my wife of 44 years watched me leave the house every day for 30 years, not knowing if I would come back, right? Just praying and hoping and holding the family down. And uh, I thank Allah for my children, for their sacrifice, more than probably I, I, I acknowledge, more than they probably even know. But to have had the career that Allah blessed me to have, it couldn't have been done without the sacrifice of my family, That's both right. nuclear, extended, and blended family, right? Uh, I mentioned early in the show, Brother Malik, I had a brother-in-law who died in the line of duty. May Allah be pleased with him, February 24th, 1993. But it just goes to show you, you know, none of us have promised our next breath, but this thing we're talking about is just not uh, book knowledge. This is live and in living color. This is what we've been blessed to live by Allah's grace and mercy. That's why we always open up this program, thanking Allah and his exalted Christ. Yeah. And the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan for us even being on this program, along with uh, the engineers, Black Hole Radio, LLC, it's about a family, Brother Malik, when you call in. See, we can take this as deep as you want to take it. You know, we say disaster awareness for community preparedness. It's like education 
and spirituality itself. Well, what do you mean by that, Brother Yusuf? Degree by degree. Everybody's not going to pick up on the high science. So if it's raining outside and you know the weatherman told you it's about to rain, common sense to tell John Q. Public, get my umbrella. But suppose you can't afford an umbrella. Well, you might be the suffice to keep yourself dry by getting a garbage bag and making right. that a poncho. Right. This is degree by degree. You know, Brother Bruno talked you about at? earlier, Brother Malik, about plan B. Everybody should have a plan B. Now, for the educated Negroes that's on the line, that means contingency plan. Plan right. B. So if you don't have an umbrella, get you a, a, a garbage bag. Right, and then so the basic illustration Brother Rudolph gave, the combustibles of a fire, the components, fuel, heat, oxygen, right? But then there's another algebraic that, that extends the, 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 the triangle longer and a line is horizontal under it, if you look at that symbol, that object under the triangle, in mathematics it's called a tetrahedron. Go ahead. That's right. A tetrahedron is defined by a chemical chain reaction. So you got the heat, you got the fuel, you got the oxygen, but you also have a tetrahedron that makes a fire too that adds to it a chemical chain reaction. That's what we're saying we need to have here in disaster awareness for community preparedness. If each yes, one sir. of us does what we're blessed to do, Brother Malik, we can't, have, we can't help but to have a chemical chain reaction and start a fire amongst our people for the better, to purify them. So when you talk about going to work and making your queen happy, I thought about going out soldier in the final call newspaper, which I yes, still sir. do and love it. It's a labor of love. The sister said to me today, um, you stand out here all day? <laughs> I said, no, ma'am, I don't. I said, I'm here for a couple of hours. I'm there for a couple of hours. She said, oh, you got to go make that money, right? I said, no, it's not even about the money. It's a labor of love. The money's going to come because you and I, right. all three of us know, the coin is in the fish's right. mouth. So. That's that's a that's given right. if we believe, right? But that's what I thought about, Brother Malik, when you talked about that. And two other points, I got to say this. You know, I don't tell jokes nobody laughs. I tell you the truth. I have you cracking up, right? So people say <laughs> of me. See? See what I mean? See what I mean, Brother Malik? I you say it yet. But when Brother <laughs> Rudolph talked about the firefighters being, you know, like superheroes and the men, you know, sleep together, uh, we sleep in separate beds. Let's make that clear, okay? We we we, we sleep in, in separate beds. We do. Yes, sir. Make that right? clear. And, make and clear. this is 2023. Shout out to the women in the fire service right. sleeping in separate right. beds, right? So we want to make that clear. And then the other side of it, Brother Malik, is this here. And I'm going to get out your way. Everything ain't a bed of roses when you talk about being married for 44 minutes, 44 days, 44 weeks, 44 years, 
so that everything is a is a is a challenge for balance, as we know in right. study guide number four, struggle for balance. So the other side of that is too about this woman. What's that saying, Brother Rudolph? They used to say that hell knows no fury as a Woo. woman scorned. Woo. So I have to put that out as the balance, family, because the last thing you want to do is uh, get that woman on the side where hell knows no fury right. like a woman scorned. And then if it happens, then that's your tap as a man. Yes, sir. a mathematical equation. You got to figure out to, you know, unlock the rusty locks, if you will. So I just wanted to add that to Brother Malik, your beautiful observation, brother, your concentration, and bringing what you heard in terms of the technical skills of fire safety education to uh, relationships with our wives, with significant others, and, uh, of course, that love being the the, the basis. Brother Malik, may Allah continue to bless you, brother. Thank you for calling in. You don't have to get off. You can stay on and build on whatever it is Allah is guiding your feet and ordering your steps to say, brother. Thank you. Uh, you will. Yes, sir. And all the credit, credit go to Allah. I appreciate you, brothers, and may Allah keep both of you, brothers, in, in his care and continue to bless y'all, you and uh, every one of y'all family members. Same thing, man. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. you. Man, man. Oh, man. Yeah. That was beautiful. Yes, sir. And and his observation, the way he took it completely out of the realm of where Mm -hmm. we were, you know, Mm -hmm. and, and, and through that... Put, sprinkle some of that spiritual uh, uh, sea salt on it and gave it a whole nother flavor. <laughs> There's the sea salt. Go ahead. <laughs> yes, sir. That was beautiful. Man. Yeah. Wasn't that beautiful? Man, man, man. You know, family. Well, let me say um, this. Go ahead, Brother Yusuf. Yes, sir. No, no, I'm just going to put, put a little PSA out there, Brother Malik, on another note, and then, you know, there's no telling what Allah may uh, have you to build on it. But um, uh, according to FEMA, the Federal Emergency Management Agency, they said it was they, they had something called the International Day for Disaster Risk Reduction. Right. It was on October 13th. Right. Uh, the year, the, the theme this year was fighting inequality for a resilient future. Oh, nice sounding words. Um, right. Again, it was fighting inequality for a resilient future. It says it underscores the importance of engaging the whole community in disaster planning. It also uh, encourages that you can learn how to take action by visiting the United Nations Office for Disaster Risk Reduction. I haven't been on their website before. I don't know, but it, 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 it will help us to understand what, you know, this whole PSA is about. You can go to all capital letters, U as in United, N as in Nations, D as in disaster, 
R as in risk and R as in reduction dot org. Again, all capital letters, U N D R R dot org. Now, according to this PSA, it says uh, by 2030, with current climate projections, the world will face approximately 560 disasters per year. This year alone, the United States has faced over 23 disasters that have cost over $1 billion each. In this environment, it's vital that all communities have what they need to prepare for and respond to disasters. And so a quote by Ms. Deanne Criswell of FEMA, she says, we must ensure that marginalized, vulnerable, and under-resourced communities have equal access to the tools they need to prepare for emergencies. She goes on to say, the FEMA administrator, Deanne Criswell, at FEMA, we are focused on reducing barriers and increasing opportunities so everyone, regardless of their race, their age, gender, or zip code, can get help when they need it. Quote, unquote. I'll just put a pen in it from there. Just wanted to share that with the family. Yes, Go sir. Go to UNDRR.org. And, you know, these are some very nice-sounding, strong yes, words. Sir. Yes, sir. Uh, yeah. However, yeah. however, talking about underdeserved, marginalized, under-resourced communities, that's how I like where we live. And we're telling you at Disaster Awareness for Community Preparedness, even the fire department where you live might not be able to get to you. You might not have equal access to the tools you need to prepare for emergencies. But if they're saying they're offering you that, let's put them to the test and get whatever it is we can get to help gird up our loins. And again, another spiritual term, put on your protective, personal protective envelope. Put on that That's whole right. arm of God. The whole you know what I mean? Because when that, when that disaster hits your area, you're going to think, you know, you're fighting against the wilds of Satan. So you better put on. Man, a wrong audience. I'm sorry. Brother Rudolph got me preaching. Wrong audience. <laughs> no, no, Go ahead, brother. You're in the I, right I, audience. I, I love it. I, I love it, Ock, because I think, like you said, if I heard you correctly, a lot of people may not be able to afford everything that's needed. But us, mm-hmm. we as a community, I mean, if we got it, that's where charity comes in, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. if you don't have a fire extinguisher, and I got a few extra dollars, man, I can buy two and give you one. You know what I'm saying? It's like a block can put out a fight. If your house catch on fire, we all got fire extinguishers, water hose, whatever we need, sand, whatever. We can all pitch in to make to stop that. 
and team. Teamwork makes the dream work. Same with water. That's right. The average person can afford water, even if they're getting income um, every month from the government. At least stock up right. on what you can afford. What you can afford. You know what I'm saying? Like, they even got what you guys already know, tents, where you can grow fruits and vegetables in your basement. I don't know the name of them, but I believe you can get them on Amazon, if I remember correctly. You know, uh, stuff, uh, a dehumidifier. It, it extracts. It works to me. It reminds me of the mother plant. It runs off hydrogen and oxygen. So it extracts the moisture out of the air, and actually it's water in the pan when you get ready to empty it. And from what I watched right. on YouTube, you could take that free water from a law, right, not from your water bill, but from a law, and purify it, and you, can, and you can drink it. Also, you can use the water to water your plants. So that's another thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, as far as, like, fundraising and stuff like that, get stuff donated, like, uh, dehumidifies it. We can afford one, and I got one, but I can afford an extra one with somebody that can't afford it, but the money that they do have, they should be encouraged to get exactly what they can afford, water and other things, oatmeal, navy beans, stuff that's going to really help your body grow and give it vitamins, minerals, and the, and the stuff that you need, you know. Go ahead. Go ahead. Right. Yes, sir. That's right. Phil. Phil. <laughs> Beautiful. Yes, sir. Yeah. See, family, this is what we talked about with the discussion on disaster awareness for community preparedness, where we are here to discuss how to elevate the whole person, the entire family, not just talking about flashlights and batteries, but we're talking about how do you prepare for and avert the disaster and save your spirit and your spiritual life as well as your physical life. Brother Yusuf was talking about putting on your spiritual PPE, and the scripture says to put on the whole armor of God. Spiritual PPE to protect you from the wiles of Satan. Yeah, we're not talking about COVID-19 in the air. We're talking about the wiles of Satan. Okay? We're talking about putting on a helmet so that you can protect your thoughts so that he doesn't creep into your mind when you don't even realize it through the vicissitudes of the WWW. The World Wide Web. You know how every commercial you look at, every commercial you hear on the radio has an undertone to it. And it's either a sexual undertone, it's a, uh, um, a, um, um, undertone that's telling you to go against your own nature. And to put on a new man's nature, you know, as the scripture said, you know, uh, uh, by the use of it, say something about uh, taking off the old man and putting on the new man. And it says, it it talks about, it talks about that wine skin, not putting Mm -hmm. new wine in an old wine skin, lest it break and you lose it all. Talks about casting pearls before 
swine. All of these things have deeper meanings than just what you think they are, but you would That's have right. to be in an environment where there are scientists there to help mine it out of you so that you can get the proper understanding that you may govern yourself accordingly. Brother Yusuf. Yes, sir. Oh, man, you got me, you got me, you got me. I, I got the right audience then. So put on the helmet of salvation. Salvation, the root word is save. If you're right. a firefighter or EMT or a paramedic or lifeguard, you want to be saved when disaster yeah. strikes. So put on that helmet of salvation. Put on the breastplate of righteousness. The breastplate protects your vital organs of your torso. And we are taught in this day, in that day, which is this day, it will be our righteousness that will sustain us. Yeah, there's some of you on the line who may need to be told what's right or wrong, but we have that little voice inside of us, the self-accusing spirit. If you just let it talk to you and you listen, It'll tell you what's right and what's wrong, even in this world of the sly, the slick, and the wicked, right? So put on the breastplate of righteousness. Put put on the the shield of faith. Faith the grain of a mustard seed and say to the mountain, be removed, and it will be so. Walk by faith and not by sight. That's the shield of faith. What about the sword of the spirit? Your spirit is your energy. You better yeah. learn how to eat to live to get your energy up. You better eat the right foods at the right time and think the right thoughts. Then you're protecting your spirit with that sword. Go ahead. Sword sure. of truth. Cut you going in, cut you coming out. And that's what the belt is. When you put on the whole arm of God, you're putting on the belt of truth. Ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free, shall set you free. That's why you might not really believe, understand what Brother Rudolph and I are trying to convey to you, our listening audience, whether you're consistent or constant or whether it's your first time. You might not believe all that we're saying, but you'll never come back to us and say, Brother Rudolph, how come you didn't tell me this was going to happen? Brother Yusef, come on, Brother Yusef, how come you? No, we're telling you the truth as we know it. Go and do your own research. Go and do your own research. And I think it ends with this, that whole arm of God. Make sure your feet are shotted with the gospel. The gospel. That's the truth. Once you put your feet shotted with the gospel, that's when, when Brother Rudolph was at vacation Bible school, he said, walk in the light, beautiful light, come where the mercies of dewdrops are bright. Shine all around me by day and by night. Jesus, the light of, I mean, Farrakhan, the light of, I mean, Jesus, the light of the world. Don't get it. There you go. That's right. We're keeping him aside. That's right. We're keeping him aside. I I thought I had the wrong audience, Brother Malik, but now you done put me back on the right track, brother. So thank you, brother. Thank you, thank you, thank you. What then, having a light will put it under a bushel basket? No. Yeah, or woman, too. That's right. That it may illuminate the way so that those that are in the darkness 
of the reality of time will see the light and come unto it. Yeah, that that sounds scriptural. I don't know if that's what it says in the scripture, but I know it says something like that. Well, you got me fooled if it ain't there. It sounds good to me. But one last thing, both of y'all being from the Big D, right? We did have at one time Brother Malik, one of the pioneers on the show, featured her. He talked about, and you reminded me of it, Brother Malik, as you were talking about certain supplies, the dehumidifiers, the extinguishers, the, you know, you said tents or hoop houses where you can grow your own plants on the inside. But um, what's our dear sister's name, Brother Rudolph, who gave us disaster preparedness on a shoestring budget? Disaster, you remember that show we did? Disaster on a luxury, uh, all right, on a budget. Sister Sodster. Yeah. Sister Sodster. Yeah, disaster yeah, on a budget. Beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, beautiful. <laughs> Because I yeah, have to so, on the budget. Oh, yeah. That's right. She talked about Man. going to the dollar store. So many things right at the dollar store you can get. If you just take one step toward disaster preparedness, Allah help you take uh, 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 two steps toward you for awareness and preparedness as it relates to disaster. So thank you, Brother Malik. That's you right. sparked that, brother. Yes, sir. You're welcome. All the credit goes to Allah, brother. That's right. This, this this is what it's about. It's a discussion, family. We know there's some more y'all that's out there stealing a hearing. Don't don't be a thief. Don't steal a hearing. Press one and bring bring ye all your tithes into the storehouse that there may be food. Yeah, yeah. That that's right. That's one of them scriptures, right? Right, brother Houston. Something about pooling our resources <laughs> so that you know we'll have we'll have something for a rainy day. That, 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 that's some that's scripture, right? Yes, sir. I got to go back to Bible school. I just remember the B I B L E. Now that's the book for me. I stand up on the word of God. The B I B L E. I still remember that. You know how strong Correct. is your foundation? Can you survive? You know, so that's beautiful, Brother Malik. Um, you know, you also remind me of, we oftentimes say on this show that the majority of our listeners are subject matter experts themselves, Yeah. you know. And so when you called in, even though you might not consider yourself that, or you may, I don't know you personally, the information you gave to our listening audience today was priceless, brother. That's I, right. I really yeah, feel like let me fall back and let Brother Rudolph uh, 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 co-host the rest of the show with you, brother, because you have a wealth of knowledge, brother, and um, just what you've shared thus far on the show, brother. And we, I remember you calling in at the end last week, brother. I'm, I'm eternally grateful. We know all praises go to Allah, brother, but we also know. We don't believe in a mystery, God, that God would come through people to people for the benefit of people, from people, for people, for the benefit of people. And you happen to be that person that I recognize this week. I just want to show my attitude of gratitude, sir. Uh, Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, God. I I truly appreciate both of you. Um, But, man, y'all drop good science, man, that deep science, man. And I was having a ball just learning from you brothers, man. I wish I had my pen and pad, pad out. I was driving, but 
I definitely want to write some of that down, man. It was deep, man. I love it, man. Praise be to Allah. To God be the glory, brother. That's it. To God be the glory. That's right. We just, you know, uh, uh, brother Yusuf and I are, are, are just two brothers that realize, thank, you know, thanking God for the the profession we're in because it keeps us humble. Because whenever we get on that pity party thinking that our life is not how it's supposed to be and that woe is me and all of that, we'll get that alarm. We get the job. And then we realize that there's somebody worse off than us. So our job, our profession is a reminder from our creator, stay humble. Wasn't that a lyric? Recently, brother Yusuf, stay humble. Yes, sir. I, I, I got think, to. I, yeah, see, yeah, <laughs> brother to. Malik is got on. To. And and it's just why this, uh, we all brothers here, man. We all family. So, uh, yes, sir. If I'm wrong in any way, we place here to correct each other, man. So I can learn and move forward along with y'all, man. Pull each other up, you know. But when he said right. that. What came to my mind on high season, I'm looking for correction, you know, too, at the same time. Um, being humble is being an open channel to me. It's like, it's right. like um, I forget which there book, but uh, uh, Jesus had the radio head. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, uh, that's right. Yeah. So that's the, being humble to me is clearing the mind and and being able to receive what Allah has for us, you know. But if I'm arrogant, if i am got my nose in the air, cloud my vision, I can't receive anything. But when we humble, we become a, a submissive instrument so we can receive the next note, so we can receive that blue note. That's a level that other people can't reach. We all know that. And we can take it well, to a whole other level, man. Because we always say we gods, man, all praise to the most high God. We don't believe in no spooky spirit. It takes people to bring God's blessing into existence, and that's how we move. That's how we vibrate. That's the frequency we own. So I agree with that 100%. Like a lot of people say, hey, man, just be humble. Okay, but these shorties out here and these kids, they don't understand what that means, man. We break it down to them. And I'm not talking about us. I'm talking about. Other people in other places, they just say it, man, because they read it. But break it down. What what does it do for the body? How can you receive things? How can you build? How can you tap into the God inside self and see things and, and illuminate that darkness inside of one self so you can see the path to goals, answers to life? You can receive answers to life from other brothers and sisters that's around, if that makes sense. Because Allah give us all a gift to share with the community. So that part in the Quran where it say it made us into different tribes so we can learn from each other, that's us too. Because we ended we developed we are all a separate entity. Even though we're in the same mosque. Now the same nation of Islam. We 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 are separate entities and we be humble when we learn learn from one another, man, and keep growing, if that makes sense. Oh man, what do you mean if that makes sense? You know that makes sense, brother. You know, that makes perfect sense. Man, man, you got, you got, man, you got, what what they say, 
Man, you got me open, man. You got me open. Man. <laughs> Go ahead. Oh, man. What that reminds you me know, of, Brother Malik, is... Uh... Go ahead, Brother Ruder. I'm sorry. No, no, you, no, go, go ahead. No, go you ahead. Good, bro. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yes, sir. No, I just, I, I, just the term, you know, uh, wanting for your brother what you want for yourself. Uh, I first heard Dr. Milana Karanga say this term, rescue me if I'm wrong. And, of course, that resonated with me being a firefighter. I said, I love it. You me if I'm wrong. And when Brother Rudolph said, uh, 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 about being humble, that lyric, what came to my mind celebrating the 28th anniversary of the Million Man March, in Second Chronicles 7 and 14, that if my people who are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven forgive them of their sins and heal their land. If we're humble, brother, then the land can be healed. If we're humble, then you can rescue me if I'm wrong. So thank you, brother Rudolph. Thank you, brother Malik, for bringing that up. And y'all, y'all just, y'all just forgive my warped sense of <laughs> understanding yes, what I think I'm hearing. <laughs> yes, sir. All yes, sir. praise is due to Allah. Yes, sir. Man, man you know, it, man. man, listening to that. Listen to the guy, brother, of, of the group of the soul, brother, uh, Yusuf. You know, that song that they came up with, uh, uh, you know, back to life, back to mm-hmm. reality. And then they go, what's right. the meaning of life? When you look at the lyrics, right. you know what they were talking about. They were talking about getting back to nature, back to mm-hmm. our nature. Well, what is our nature? Our nature is the actual foundation or, or, or the, the recipe, the root of why we were brought into existence and how. And when we do that, we realize that we're not estranged from each other and we're not each other's enemy. We are blood of each other's blood, bone of each other's bone, flesh of each other's flesh. We're kin to one another as we are kin to nature. You take a leaf from a tree and put it in the palm of your hand and look at the palm of your hand and look at the veins in the leaf and look at Mm -hmm. the veins and arteries in the palm of your hand, which lets you know that we are akin to nature and it is akin to us and the vegetation from physical world and the vegetation or the, or, or the skin that's covering our bones. It's one and the same. And this is why when it, it says, you know, when you die, you know, back to the earth where we came from. That That's mm-hmm. what happened. You know, oh, man, I, let, let me see. I'm, I'm going to stop right there. I, I'm not going no further than that. See, see, brother, you you you, you started this, 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 this revival meeting here. You know, or on Friday afternoon. <laughs> okay. Yes, sir. Oh, no, you right. It wasn't you. It was Brother Malik. It was Malik. It was Malik yeah, started this revival. Oh, no, this, this, this old time, this old time religion. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> no, listen. To what did they say? Brothers, man, I guess. 
Say that knowledge is so deep, man, that y'all y'all emitting into the universe, man. I just like, man, yeah. I love it, man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Man. We're not slipping out, brother Malik. We still gonna uh 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 accuse you of starting this whole gospel today. Oh brother. right. You so let me pick up where brother Rudolph left off. You talk about putting <laughs> it in the universe. As above, so below. And so when you talk about disaster preparedness, you talked about it, Brother Malik, growing your own food, putting a seed in the ground. Scripture says some plant the seed, some water the seed, but it's God who gives increase. But are we, and the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan just said it last weekend as he was talking to the Nubian leadership circle when they talked about you must have land. Yeah, land to grow your own food. Are we growing our own food? The minister said we can even eat the best of foods, but we're not planting the food, so we don't know exactly who planted it, what's in it. We strongly recommend, brothers and sisters, here on Disaster Awareness for Community Preparedness to just begin putting a seed in some soil, Make sure you have the proper soil, the proper seed, and see what comes out of it. It's in right. that book. I think Ecclesiastes 3 and 3. For every season, Everything there's a reason. There's yeah. a, a, a a purpose and, and, and a function under the heavens, under the sun. A time to be born, a time to die, a time to love, a time to hate, a time to laugh, a time to cry, a time to put down stones, a time to pick them up, a time to plant seeds, and a time to pluck up the harvest. And somewhere around it says, down by uh, verse 9, of what shall it profit the worker for their labor? In other words, we work every day, but, I mean, how are we really being profited by the work that we're doing? Just think about it. Dr. Abel would say, man, I'll be pleased with her. Think about it. That's all. Plant a go seed, ahead, brothers and sisters, and 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 oh. as you're learning how to eat to live, get book one and book two, and as you're studying that book, stay away from the crap. C R A P, as Brother Barry crap. Crumley would teach on. C R A P, the crap. Brother Rudolph, what's that C stand for? Man, that C stands for. Uh, uh, what's that? Carbonated drinks <laughs> and caffeine. Too much and of it. And caffeine. Carbonated drinks and caffeine. That's right. Crap. C R A P. What's the R stand for, Brother Rudolph? Man, that R is for that refined sugar. Man. Mmm. Crap. C R A P. What's the A stand for? Man, that A. Man, what's what's that A? Man. Alcohol. There you go, alcohol, right. Alcohol in all its forms. Alcohol. The the seventeen percent as well as the ninety percent. Lord, Lord, Lord. Word to the wise is sufficient. Crap, C R A T. What's the P stand for? Oh, those processed foods. Ain't that something? Yeah, processed foods. 
that stuff that you, that you find in, in in the grocery store, those ready-made meals that are laden with chemicals to preserve them, as well as an abundance of sodium in order to preserve them. <clears throat> Some of the cans of soup that are on the shelves, they have as much as 1,700 milligrams of sodium in it. That's a lot of salt, bad salt going into your system and wonder why we have high blood pressure. Yeah. Crap. See why we blame you, Brother Malik? No, no, the, 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 the songstress lettuce, he said, I blame you. That's a good right. blame, though, Brother Malik. That's a good that's, blame, that's right. brother. We thank that's you right. for cracking that atom, brother. Man. Yeah, yeah. Disaster awareness for community preparedness. We know there's some more of you that's on that on this line there holding on. Press the number one and become a part of this conversation and not just stealing a hearing. Come on now, family. Somebody is out there. Uh, 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 how, uh, how they do it in the church, Brother, brother Yusuf? Uh, uh, won't you come? Wouldn't there, is there <laughs> one out there? Uh, the doors of the church are open. <laughs> yes. Flip Wilson said, welcome to the church and what's happening now. I know y'all don't That's know who right. Wilson is, but, That's you right. know, I just thought oh, I'd please. throw him out there and bring him back. <laughs> <laughs> but look, brothers and sisters, as we're at 5.39 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, I agree with Brother Rudolph, and we thank Brother Malik for his uh, contribution uh, this week, his spirit. His content, his context. Uh, may Allah bless you, brother, and your family as you continue to do what you're born to do. But uh, I agree with Brother Rudolph. There's some on, someone on the line right now that we're encouraging humbly to come from behind that sycamore tree and share your skills, knowledge, and ability. Share your gifts and talents with us here on Disaster Awareness for Community Preparedness. Because Brother Rudolph and I, as you may have noticed, we are, are, are very seldom at a loss for words, particularly as it <laughs> relates to this, because this is a, a labor of love. And uh, that's right. I'll just yes, start sir. by saying this. We talked about in the beginning this being Fire Safety uh, Month, Fire Safety Education Month, the month of October. And, um, you know, not too many people, really dislike firefighters because firefighters show up at a time where there's really an emergency going on, be it a medical emergency. And the same goes for EMTs, emergency medical technicians and paramedics. Right. That's right. That, that profession. And so what I want to offer to you brothers and sisters is let's take, the scenario of when you or someone in your family calls 911. Yeah. This is a little time management. Don't waste any time doing what you need to do. Don't procrastinate. It's like when you're having an emergency, you want to be rescued immediately or at least sooner than later. So check out the scenario. You make the call 911. It goes to the dispatcher. That takes time. 
Thank for you. For the dispatcher to un- understand what you're saying. Welcome to Disaster Awareness for Community Preparedness. Prepare to turn right. Please state your name and how may we serve you. It's Sister Toy Muhammad. Can you please go into during this season of the weather changing? Our people use heaters and they're using surge protectors to plug our heaters in where they can start fires. Oh, that's Sister Toy. That's my sister right there. Yeah, going busy in the house. Yes. She's representing the state of New Jersey. Yes, sir. All right, all right, ma'am. I thought I recognized that accent. (laughs) Accent? He said I got an accent. No, sir. That that country. What part of Jersey you from? Newark. Yes, sir. (laughs) How do I know? How do I know? How do I know? My that sheep, is an accent. Tell a brother Yusuf. I call the Tell city. a brother Yusuf. My sheep know my voice. Another they will not follow. That's it. You, you in the scripture. <laughs> Lo, I come in the volume of the book, Sister Toy. Look, I was raised in AC. I was raised in AC, all right? You know okay. something about Atlantic City. I, I know you don't think that's Jersey, but, yeah, that's South Jersey. Yeah. <laughs> I know the accent. Yeah. <laughs> well, go ahead, Rudolph. Brother Rudolph, you can start with, with our dear sister, with, with her question, and then I'll, I'll, oh, you I'll mean, augment. Oh, 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 Sister Troy, you talk about those people who have the surge protector plugged into the, the, I mean, the extension cord plugged into the surge protector that's plugged into the extension cord that's plugged into the other surge protector, plugged into the wall that have the rug over it because they don't want nobody to trip over it? Yes, sir. Oh, I don't know what you're talking about, Brother Yusuf. (laughs) Certainly clear. My sister knows you painted a beautiful picture. First of all, I would suggest, Sister Toy, that you get the word to them. And I understand our people are hard-hearted, stiff-necked, and rebellious. So even though you've tried once, twice, three times, continue to teach them what you know about that particular hazard. Some of our people are that way because of economics. Some of our people are that way because they don't know any better. So we got to keep stressing to them the importance of being as safe as possible, and there's a better way. But you got to take a step. I, I understand, sister. I, I uh, It's a personal piece. Now, I spent 30 years in the fire service, so you know I'm, I'm constantly talking about fire prevention. But I had a brother who, I'll just call him my brother-in-law, up in Syracuse, his whole family got burnt up in a fire, his cousins and whatnot. He calls me up and tells me of the tragedy, but then he says, what was that you was telling me about having a fire extinguisher in our house again? Again? I've been saying it every day since we've met. Guess what? Three years later, another family got burnt up in the fire, killed them. The first one was in Syracuse. The second one was in the Bronx. You know what happened? He called me up and said, brother, 
What was that you said about the fire extinguisher again? I'm like, brother, you didn't take advantage of what I was telling you from the beginning and then the second time and then the third time? So just don't get frustrated, Sister Toy. Stay encouraged. Yes, and then sir. If, if your word is not strong enough for them, shout out to the International Association of Black Professional Firefighters. Go to the firehouse. They have a fire prevention agency. They got the black firefighters there in North, the Vulcan Pioneers. Matter of fact, they must have just had a, a, an event there. But all of them, they 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 are sworn to do some community outreach to get to our people. Set up, Brother Rudolph and I did a, a disaster preparedness uh, piece there for the believers. We don't know if you were there. Where were we, Brother Rudolph and Elizabeth, that particular time? Yeah, yeah, Which is sir. right next door to North. I was there, yeah, so sir. Okay, see, praise be to Allah. So you know we can we can do things like that for community outreach. Do a a collaboration with the uh, Vulcan Pioneers, the, the firefighters there in North, and uh, with the believers, whether it's the nation or whether it's um, whatever group you select that you think would, uh, you know, draw the people that you can teach our people about fire safety education. But thank you so much, so much for that question. Brother Rudolph? You're welcome. Yeah, you just go ahead and set it up, Troy. And you just call us and let us know when and where. You know how we do. We do a drive-by. I'll get the lights and sirens on the ambulance, and and we'll we'll come up through that piece. Yeah. Yes, sir. The family needs to know. That's right. Man. But now, listen, y'all. I don't want y'all to think. I don't want y'all to think that Sister Toy don't know this stuff. Okay. All right. My sister is a veteran of the United States, just like me, and she learned disaster preparedness in the Navy. She was a damage control specialist, too. So don't look deep all up thinking that she don't know. She knows. Sister Toy. Yes, sir. Um, do you have Brother Rudolph's phone number? Of course I do. <laughs> Can you text him your number, and um, not 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 just your number, but your uh, email address? Yes, sir. He can give it oh, to no. me. I wrote an article. I'm sending oh, it to you. Oh, you got it, Brother Rudolph? It. Yeah, 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 because yeah, I wrote an article uh, Brother Rudolph used to have with his um, 911 care agency. They used to have a, a, a newsletter. And uh, they permitted me to write an article relative to your question. So, I mean, sure you already did. know, but I'll just sure send you did. what I wrote, and hopefully it'll be uh, helpful to you, dear sister. Yes, sir. Thank you so much. You are Thank welcome you, so much. <laughs> Don't get me to go turkey chops. Don't let my wife hear you. You know, <laughs> don't get her started. <laughs> February, February, February. Yes. Yeah, yeah. If you have to ask, then you just don't know. But for those that are listening, you and you know, February. You know what time it is. 
Long live Muhammad. Long live Muhammad. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Oh, well, All right, there you go, Brother Yusuf. It's covered to you right now. All right, I'm looking for the article as well to send to my sister, so we'll do it that way. Right. I'm sending yes, it to sir. you too, Brother Rudolph. I know it's been a minute, yes, but sir, great please. question, Sister Toy, great question. You know, she's right, though. You know, the winter is coming back in, and people are trying, are going to be looking for ways to stay warm, no matter, and, and, and you know, that's the thing that we got to understand. Our people are in such conditions in places that, you know, sometimes the safety aspect goes out the window when you're trying to survive. That's so right. you have people that do have uh, aluminum or, or metal garbage cans indoors, burning things indoors trying to generate heat. They're not thinking about the gas that they're filling the place up with that they're going to end up sleeping in the same room with it. They're not thinking about the ventilation that should be there to air the thing out. They're trying to stay warm. You know, they're using the stove to warm up the house, not understanding that that gas stove, yeah, it's kicking out heat, but it's also kicking out deadly, noxious, toxic fumes that mm-hmm. you're going to end up going to sleep and inhaling and they not wake up from. But, again, they're in survival mode, so they're just trying to survive the night. We'll worry about tomorrow if it comes. Let's make it through the night. But she's right. You know, we have to think about that. We always have to think about the safety aspect of what we're doing because if we rush off and do things and not think about the safety aspect, then we put ourselves and all who are connected to us in harm's way, and then we'll be sorry for what we've done later on, even out of ignorance, but still, we'll be sorry for what we've done because we've caused a loved one to lose their life because we didn't really think a situation through. So, you know, there are agencies out here in every city, and somebody has to be the one to go out there and find the information for our people. If, if a person's living in a building that has substandard heat, there should be an agency out there that you can go to and alert them, and they can intervene to help that family to stay warm. There's a certain temperature. There are facilities called warming centers that are open that you and your family can go into in order to stay warm. You know, but, but if they don't know, they don't know. So, again, disaster awareness for community preparedness because before you can prepare, you must be aware. And aware of what? Aware of what the dangers are that you face. And once you do a a danger assessment or a disaster assessment of your life, your area, your home, your surroundings, then you can begin 
to set a, uh, make a plan in order to, I'm going to use the word, Brother Yusuf, in order to mitigate That's uh, right. the circumstances. Mitigation mm-hmm. is just a fancy uh, 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 white-collar word for prepare, to make lesson, or to uh, avert something from happening. Our people have been mitigating circumstances uh, ever since we reached the shores of Jamestown, Virginia. We've been mitigating one circumstance to the next, or trying to. So mitigation is nothing new to us. We just have to go back, like we said, we were talking earlier, go back and pick up that old-time religion that was good enough for our mothers and fathers. It should be good enough for us. We have to go back to the things that kept us together and as we survived slavery and, and sharecropping and Jim Crow family had because there was always Big Mama around that was warning us about something, hipping us to something, or saying, giving us a word of prevention to deter us from doing something that would end up being detrimental to us. And then we had Grandma, who knew how to go back there in that backyard and snatch up one of them roots or one of them what looked like weeds, and she would mm-hmm. bring it in the house, and she'd put that pot on the, that cast iron pot on the stove, and she'd get to chopping up them roots and them leaves and breaking them up and putting them in that pot and adding some water to it and some other ingredients to it. Then she'd tell you, come here, child, and here, take this. And she give you a tablespoon of that old nasty stuff that you didn't want to take, but no sooner than you took it, whatever it was that was bothering you, it ran it up out of you, and you felt better. You had to admit you felt better. You just didn't want to take that nasty elixir that she. But she had enough knowledge to know of what was growing in her own yard that could be used to heal you of whatever was uh, uh, causing you an illness at that time. And we have to get back to that. Brother Yusuf? Well, thank you, Brother Rudolph. Thank you again, Sister Toy, for calling in. We thank Brother Malik as well for calling in as we enter into the last uh, four minutes of uh, this week's program. We, We thank you all for your time, your talent, your questions again. We say here, disaster awareness for community preparedness. Our conversation ranges from viruses to vaccines, from flu to health and fitness, from fire safety education to community risk reduction. We ask you to ask yourself, where will I and my family be when disaster strikes? You could be at home. Your significant other could be at work or vice versa. Your children could be at school. The elders in your community could be socializing, whether it's at a community center, a senior citizen's home, or the mall. Where will you be when your family, where will you and your family be when disaster strikes? And you have to prepare in that content and context of getting informed. 
establishing a plan, developing a survival kit, and periodically reassessing your plan and your kit. The Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan says, watch the weather, quote, unquote. Right. The gospel song instructs, we need you to survive. To survive. And we ask the question once again. Welcome to Disaster Awareness for Community Preparedness. Please state your name and how may we serve you. Assalamu alaikum. This is Brother James Muhammad. Wa alaikum salam, Brother James. I want to thank, I want everyone to know that this show, these two brothers, this is not something they did overnight. They've been steadfast at this, and we thank them because in the prayer it says, we seek refuge from anxiety and grief. But by you coming with this disaster preparedness to you, let, showing us how we can prevent forest fires in our lives. And it's very important after being three, through trade one, trade two disasters. That's right. Sandy, the earthquakes. <laughs> You have to be prepared, and taking in this process that they're giving you will help you <laughs> when that time comes. Go ahead. It's a right. process that you will stay with. Yes, so sir. I, 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 I thank you. I couldn't get in, brothers. I wanted to say because I'm I'm still on the way from remote plantation. <laughs> but it was oh, excellent show. But, but 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 I know I know these brothers. And I know their heart. I know their heart, and they really are striving to help our people survive the time that we're in. The tense darkness is here, but the words that right. they're given can, can guide you through that storm that night. So um, I just want to thank you. I want to thank you for your presentation. I want to thank Malik, all those who gave a word because at this at this time that we're in. Trust me, what you gave today can, will save many lives if they take it in. So, thank you, brother James. I want to shout that out, brother. I might sound a little tired. I thank you, brother James. Down, but, but yes, sir. But much love to my family and inshallah. You know, you talk about that February. That's right. So, uh, yes, sir. Thank you once again. Yes, sir. But it is it's a serious time, brother. So, I've been in many, and most of the time you're not you're not with your family. <laughs> right. So you I know one thing you talked before. I know you probably spoke about it before. One thing that each and every one can start with, they start, if they don't have nothing, at least have a go bag. <laughs> yes, sir. Mm-hmm. You know, That's carry right. something when you're traveling with you because you never know. You know, I'm in New York City, so we're doing subway systems and all that. And they, they're both from New York, so they know. But there's always something going on. We had floods the last few weekends, <laughs> you know, so uh, people have drowned in their homes and stuff over time. So you have to take flight to what they're saying. And a fire ain't, ain't funny. And no reason to flood. So thank you once again for what you do. Keep on doing it. I know you will. There ain't no stopping y'all. Assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum salam. brother James. Good to hear your voice, sir. And we pray Allah that you and your family are well. That's right. 
So look, Brother Rudolph, we're at that time, brother. I'm going to just get up out of here and leave a couple of references with our people, and I'll let you close out. But brothers and sisters, it's to your advantage to, as Brother James just reemphasized, to teach yourself. Take one step toward the right uh, essentials, and you'll be surprised how many people will come and surround themselves with you to prepare you for that which you desire for you and your family. So there's a couple of books. Tequela Muhammad has a book out called Disaster Preparedness 3.0, How to Guide to Prepare for Disaster in 30 Days or Less. And she has a preparedness checklist in her book. And then we always promote our dear brother, Aton Edwards, who published yes, the book a few years back, Preparedness Now, An That's Emergency right. Survival Guide for civilians Still, and their families. So just That's wanted right. to share that family with you, give you uh, references, give you a little homework assignment if you choose to. If you don't, well, you won't be able to say Brother Rudolph and I didn't try to share with you what Brother James, Brother Malik, and Sister Toy have also assisted us today. And we thank a lot for all of you and trying to share with our listening audience. So I'm out of here, brothers and sisters. Even with these few words shared by me and we, I guess, is still the way it used to be. The strength of a nation is its family, and real freedom is responsibility, the ability to respond legitimately by any means necessary. Thank you once again for tuning in this week to another weekly edition of Disaster Awareness for community preparedness. I'm humbled and I'm honored. And I want to bring you to the heavy hitter of the show, our dear brother, Brother Rudolph T. Muhammad. Brother Rudolph. Yes, sir. Thank you, Brother Yusuf. Love you, brother. Love you like cooked food. Love you as well. To the family for me. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you for everybody that's listening. Thank our engineers and family. Listen, tell somebody, telephone, tell a friend. Next Friday, if it be the will of God, back at the same station, same time, 4 to 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Disaster Awareness for Community Preparedness on the Black Hole, W-H-O-L-E Radio Network, coming to you with news that you can use. Yeah, we try to be like our leader and be the eyewitness news in advance. We're trying to warn you of what's coming so that, your blood will not be on our hands and that we can try and save all of our people and avert the disaster that is knocking at our door. But you can do the best thing that you can do for you by learn something. Teach those that you live with. Every day you should be learning something new. Seek out and find those who are doing the things that you want to be doing and ally with them. Find your way to the nearest Muhammad Mosque or study group in your city and go sit with your brothers and sisters and learn what you need to learn. Pick up that book, uh, Message to the Black Man. Pick up that book, The Fall of America. Pick up those books, How to Eat to Live, and just start reading them from page one. They'll be self-exclamatory when you do, and the light bulb will go off in your head, and you'll wonder where you've been all this time. Thank you. We love you. As-salamu alaykum. Wa alaykum salam.
Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.